Is investment something that's always been on your mind, but you don't quite know how to get started on that journey? We are here to set you on the right course. Welcome to My Cashflow Academy's Investor's Corner with your host, Athena Paquette Cornier. We are all about getting out of the rat race through creating positive passive income through real estate investing. Here you'll hear from regular people just like you and the professionals who support us towards greater wealth. Learn before you earn, move from analysis to action, and find the right path to attaining the success that you've always dreamed of for yourself. Now, here's your host, Athena. Hi there, welcome to Mortgage Mondays. Today I wanted to share with you the five deal breakers when you're buying a condo. By deal breakers, I mean facts about a condo that make it hard to finance and maybe that would make you think twice about buying it. So number one deal breaker is when a condo community has too many renters. So what is too many renters? If you have more renters than homeowners, meaning 51% of the occupants are renting the condo from an owner and the owner doesn't live there. So we have trouble getting loans for those. There are ways, but also you as a buyer should think about, hey, if there's so many renters, renters don't care as much as someone who occupies, an owner-occupant would care about the maintenance and the civility, the respect. So it can cause a problem if you have too many renters in a condo community. So that's one. Number two is if the condo doesn't have enough cash reserves in their account. So keep in mind, a condominium community is a business. You're buying into a home, you're buying a home, but you're also buying into a business. Do they run that business efficiently? Do they have enough cash reserves for emergencies just like your household would? So if a condo doesn't have enough cash reserves and a big item comes up like fixing a roof or it's just some big item that can't be taken care of with smaller money. So if there's a roof repair or even replacing the roof, if there's not enough reserves, then what's going to happen is they're going to go to each of the owners and ask for each of the owners to pitch in an equal share to cover that. So in your larger complexes, a roof could be fifty dollars to $100,000, and that's a lot to come up with if you don't have cash reserves. And so that brings me to my next point, is if the owners are asked to pitch in, they call that a special assessment. So number three deal breaker, if the owners are asked to chip in, and that's called a special assessment, it could be as little as $3,000 per owner, but I've seen many cases where it's twenty, thirty, seventy-five thousand dollars in special assessments. And so if you paid, let's just suppose you paid for your condo years ago, you paid two hundred thousand and a huge assessment comes up, you may be forced to sell. So that's one side of the two-sided coin. The other side is if you're the buyer, think about it. You're paying a certain dollar amount for the condo, you have your principal and interest on the loan, the taxes, the insurance for the inside of the unit if it's required, and the HOA dues. And now the association is saying, hey, not only are you paying association dues, but we need everyone to chip in. So you might think twice about a special assessment that's twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 because maybe your down payment was smaller than that. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to put $20,000 on a condo and I'm going to owe $30,000 in special assessment, that might deter you from buying. And even if they offer to finance it, that's just another payment on top of what you were expecting to pay. And then there's a matter of qualifying for it. So this opens up a bunch of issues when there's a special assessment. 
it could work out, it could be fine, but you have to take into account the budgetary and the monetary dings on you or the burden that's putting on you. So that's number three, deal killer, or could be a deal, often is a deal killer, is special assessments. Number four is monopolies. And I'm calling it monopolies because in lending, we look to see if there's any one individual who owns more than 10% of the complex. So if there's an example I'll give from a deal I did, the builder had retained a certain amount of units. So this was a 100-unit condo complex, condominium community. And the builder had sold most of the units years and years ago, but he had retained 12 of the units. He couldn't sell them. It was a rough market and he could rent them out. So he thought, okay, I've satisfied my construction loan. I've sold off. I've qualified all these buyers. And so he stopped at that point and kept those units. So down the road now, we have one owner who owns more than 10% of the building. The reason lenders do not like this and something you should think about is if one person owns that many units, they may have undue influence on the voting of the board, making decisions, right? Because he's got 10 voting rights. And then also, if one person owns that many units and they run into financial problems, they may not pay their dues, their association dues. And so you as a complex are now suffering because one individual owed the complex so many dollars for all those HOA dues that it actually brings down the financials for the building. So this can be pretty dangerous to have one person not only have control over the voting and then the board of directors, but secondly, and more importantly, actually, is the idea that if they have financial troubles, it'll be a ripple effect and they'll possibly the whole management of the building. And that's why that one is actually, even though I put it number four, it's one of the biggest deal killers. Deal killer number five, we're up to number five now, is lawsuits. And I'm not talking about trip and fall lawsuits. Uh, Mostly where this comes into play, construction, construction defects that affect the livability of the property. And we do see this a lot because a lot of times construction defects don't show up for a little bit. And so builder is long gone. And now the association, you as owners, as co-owners, as a group, are having to sue the company that built the complex. And number one, lawsuits can take a very long time to go through the courts. Number two, you don't know what you're going to be awarded, if it's going to be enough to fix the problem that exists in the construction of the building. And then number three problem is, will you be able to collect? So even if you get awarded the amount that's needed to fix the community, you may not be able to collect it. So lawsuits are a big deal just because of the financial burden that's put on the units, but also it's a big question mark for a long time. It's going to be an unknown as to whether you'll get the money and whether the problem can be fixed. And lenders do not like to lend on buildings that have construction defects that obviously could get worse, right? Could get worse. So conventional lenders don't like to lend on that. Now, um, there are a number of other things that also affect, I picked my top five, but there are a number of other problems that I wanted to point out. So zeal killers could be a high number of delinquencies. So just like I mentioned, possibly the former builder holding on to units, not paying HOA dues for some reason, and collapsing the financials of the association, the high delinquencies of a number of owners could be an issue. And then age restrictions. Some complexes are are like retirement communities. So they're for people over a certain age. And so those age restrictions can be a deal killer. Obviously, if you're not the right age, you won't get in. The lack of insurance. So some complexes are underinsured. 
Now, really well-maintained, well-run associations will make sure they have enough insurance. But sometimes associations will skimp, right? Try and cut down on premiums, cut down on the cost of the insurance, and that can come to bite you. And then one of the things that's coming up a lot more and more is some HOAs will bar short-term rentals, where if you were planning on renting it out and doing an Airbnb or VRBO, let's say it's a condo by the beach, a condo in the desert, that may be your deal killer. Because if you were planning on, instead of renting out the condo for $1,500 a month, you were planning to get, say, $200 a night, that could put a crimp in your plans. And so short-term rentals being barred through the association's bylaws can kill your deal from that point of view. Okay, so as always, there's always ways for me to get you a mortgage on one of these properties, well, if it's a troubled condo community. However, the interest rate will be higher, or instead of a nice 30-year fixed rate, you'll get a three or five or seven-year fixed that turns into adjustable. We call those hybrid mortgages. So you may have to take that until the problem is resolved. As an investor, you're going to want to make sure, or a homeowner, you're going to want to make sure that problem can get resolved or else what you bought is what you're selling. In other words, the problem that exists still exists when you try to go to sell. That's going to create a problem for you to sell. And so you want to make sure if you're going to take on a risk with a condo, make sure you're getting paid, that you're getting a good deal on the property because you're taking on the risk and the possible future problem. So that's it for my deal killers on condos. Thanks for joining me for Mortgage Mondays. Next week, our topic's going to be the five myths of FHA that I'm going to bust. So join me this Friday, however, for Investor's Corner at 4.30, where I'll be talking to a nonprofit called Fostering a Change, and they've built four homes in four years for young adults who are aging out of the foster system and need a place to go. There's just no next step, so they plan to be the next step. And they provide housing, support them in getting their schooling done and getting a good footing to a healthy financial adult future. So that's Investor's Corner this Friday. If you'd like to be added to our mailing list for our free educational events, please text 444-999 and enter in, in the subject you'll, or in the, in the conversation box. You'll put in your email address and then mortgage fund as a keyword. So again, you text as if you're going to text a friend but you text the number 444-999. And then in the conversation box, you're going to put your email address and keyword mortgage fund. So thanks for joining me for Mortgage Mondays. And I will see you Friday or next week for our next Mortgage Monday. This has been another episode of My Cashflow Academy's Investor's Corner with your host, Athena Paquette Cornier. We wish you all the success you deserve as you use what you've learned here out in the real world. Check out the blog post for this episode, along with many more helpful resources at MyCashflowAcademy.com.